Well, hello there. Time again for the Florida Roundtable. I am Melissa Fox, and we've got quite an agenda for you this morning. We're going to hear Sailor's Story, a trendy diet that stopped a baby's seizures. Heat stroke, it's a huge risk to your pets. We're going to learn what you can do to avoid it. And is there a direct connection between wastewater and infectious diseases? Oh, you bet there is. You got your school-aged children enrolled in health care? If you're lower income, you can get free or low-cost health coverage. We'll talk about that. And the diet affecting your mood? What? <laughs> also, FPL is going to stop by and tell us how we can stay cool without going broke. All of that's coming up on this week's episode of the Florida Roundtable, right here on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. Stay tuned. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. This August, we want you to remember to keep children safe as we return to school. Always stop for stopped school buses and obey signals from crossing guards. Remain alert and do not use your cell phone in school zones. And remember that car seats and booster seats only work if they are used correctly every time. Do your part to help keep us safe on the roadways. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. For more important safety tips, visit flhsmv.gov. Atlanta has become known as the Hollywood of the South. And this got me thinking. Every movie or show follows a script that was written by an author. In life, we envision our own script and how we play it out from the beginning to the end. We see ourselves as the main character and our friends and family as supporting cast. But most of the time, our lives don't follow the script we had in mind. Did you know that God authored a story for you long before you were born? If life isn't going the way you had planned, isn't it possible that He is trying to get your attention so you can see His plan for you? God loves you. He's created you for a purpose. It begins with knowing Jesus as your Savior and Lord. Then you can experience all He has written and planned for you. His script is a whole lot better than ours. This is Bryant Wright, speaking right from my heart. For more on this and other topics, visit rightfromtheheart.org. Welcome to the Florida Roundtable. You know, we all want to stay cool, and right now we are in the dog days of August here. And it is just, can it get any hotter? Don't ask. No, no, don't tempt the fates, Melissa. <laughs> but seriously, it is sweltering outside. But we also need to save money on our energy bills. So with that in mind, we have Anna Espinosa. She is representing FPL. Welcome, Anna. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. So tell us, how can we save money on our electric bills? I mean, honestly, mine's gone up a third. I get it, you know, but... How can we save money? Well, right now, because of these extremely hot temperatures that we're seeing, your air conditioner, which usually makes up 50 to 60% of your bill, is working extra hard to try to keep your home cool and comfortable for you. So it's important to take steps knowing that so that you can really save on your electric bill. And so it's important to set it and forget it when it comes to your air conditioner setting. And, you know, we, we suggest around like 76 to 78 degrees in order to save the most money. But for every degree that you raise higher than 72, you're going to save three to 5% per degree on cooling costs. So, you know, if usually you're you're setting your degree, your air conditioner at 72 degrees and you set it up to 75, you're right there saving about 10% on your cooling costs. Oh. So just those little changes. Okay, now I so, set mine at 77. Uh, is it, uh, okay, maybe, that's good. I think that's a good, but I also have um, nice cool walls. It's a brick form. So depending on the type of house, maybe it makes a little bit more of a difference too. Now, tell me about overhead fans. I argue every year with people. I say myself, <laughs> the fan cools you and you need to turn it off when you walk out of the room. 
Is that right or wrong? And that is 100% yes, right. I win. So, <laughs> yes. But when you are in a room and you have that fan on, you're going to feel three degrees cooler than the actual room temperature. But when you're not in the room, that fan isn't doing anything for the room itself. So it's just circulating the, the air that's already in there. It's not creating any more cool air. So it's important to turn it off as soon as you leave the room, because if not, it's just another appliance there using electricity. And also keeping your doors open can help the air through the house flow better. And if you have a lot of windows, obviously lowering the blinds and uh, keeping the shades closed so that like that you're letting less heat into the house. Ah, see, now I have people in the house that tend to shut the doors saying, I want to stay cool in here. You're taking all my air. Uh-uh. Open those doors and let it freely circulate without exactly. obstruction. Yeah, we're talking exactly. with Anna Espinosa. She's representing Florida Power and Light Company today, giving us some tools and resources and inventive tips, I might add, on efficient ways to save some energy and cut that power bill a little bit. And with your air conditioner filters, one thing that's very important is to change out that filter once a month. So what I do is every time I get my FPL bill, I change out my filter. I know that it's, you know, once a month it's going to happen. So uh, like that, your air conditioner can run as effectively as possible. Sounds like a plan. Anna Espinosa helping to save some money, some cool tips on how to save money during this sweltering heat. Anything or anywhere we can go for more information on this, Anna? At spl.com forward slash take control, you'll find our energy manager. And this is a tool available for all of our customers. And it really allows you to see exactly what in your home is using energy and during what time of the day you can analyze that and and really it'll show you you know cooling costs your electronics your lighting your heating your kitchen and it'll break all that down and it'll even let you simulate like if you were to change you know your your thermostat setting or your or your heating setting what would that how would that impact your bill? And again, that's fpl.com slash take control. And then on there, there's also more energy saving tips um, that you can use as well. Fantastic. Anna Espinosa, thank you so much for visiting us today on the Florida Roundtable and for helping us to save a little bit of money here during these hot months. Absolutely. We know that it's important for us and for our customers to save money. All right. Take care, Anna. Thank you. All right, thanks. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. That's 800-398-0651. As a Marine, Jamie's team always had his back. As a civilian, when things got dark, they still did. Jamie was losing hope when he found the Florida Veterans Support Line. Connecting with his fellow veterans helped him get back on track. Now, he gets to pay that support forward as a Veteran Care Coordinator. Call 1-844-MY-FL-VET. Confidential 24-7. Asking for help is hard. Call me. I've been there. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, Emmy Award-winning actor, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision, especially when you're galloping side saddle down a countryside road on a horse named Archie Bello, who seems to have only one speed, high. And pulling on his reins only seems to encourage him to go even faster. So, of course, my body hurts and my joints ache, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Oh, oh Archibello! Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. As soon as this scene wraps, I'm going to kiss the ground, thank Archibello for his outstanding performance, feed him a carrot, and visit brainhealth.gov. Find out how you can make the most of your brain as you age at brainhealth.gov. 
definitely time to check into things with regards to our kids and health insurance. Yep, they're going back to school this week, next week, and you know the deal. <laughs> You've seen it on the timeline on your social media. All the pictures. Love that. Well, a lot of our kids are eligible maybe for Medicaid and CHIP, and you guys can enroll. You know what? Save that for the people that know, Melissa. Let's introduce our guest. She can explain it. Beth Link is with us, Senior Advisor for uh, Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Beth, welcome so much. Uh, appreciate having you here. Melissa, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I was going to tell everything, and then I'm like, wait a minute. I really, I'm, mm, I'm not the pro here. So please tell us about academic performance and how health insurance and that goes hand in hand, won't you? Absolutely. And you're 100% right. It's back to school season. Um, it's the perfect time to kind of take stock of all things. You know, what do we need, need to do to prepare for the new school year? And prioritizing health care um, and our health coverage is so critical. Um, and it's the perfect time of year to do it. Uh, so, you know, whether you're eligible for Medicaid coverage or um, CHIP, the Children's Health Insurance Program, which is called Florida Kid Care um, here in Florida, uh, it, it is a great time to, to check your eligibility to, to ensure that you um, are connected to the coverage that you need. Because what we know is that when uh, when you have the health coverage that you need, when you're able to take care of your health care needs, um, kids are able to perform better in school um, because they know that, that those basic needs are um, needs are taken care of. So uh, I think the, the big reminder, as you said at the top, is as you're you know planning for the back to school, getting those binders, getting those getting those pins. Also make sure that, that you're checking off. Um, do you have health care coverage for your kids and for your family? You know, and occasionally with all the hustle and bustle of summer and shuttling everybody around, when back to school time comes, you're right. We think about the pencils and the papers and the folders and stuff. And occasionally we may even miss a letter about coverage coming from the state, including future renewal information and such. And you might lose your health coverage if you're not paying attention. But families can actually apply overline for this or online, rather, or by the phone or by mail or in person. So tell us about how we can find coverage for our families. Absolutely. So, you know, I think the, the first thing that you can do is visit insurekidsnow.gov or you can call 1-877-KIDS-NOW. So that's 1-877-KIDS-NOW additional information about the programs that are available. Um, the, the Florida specific um, address is healthykids.org. Um, so you can go there as well to figure out. But if you're not sure, um, just remember, you know, you want to get your kids insured with healthcare coverage. So go to insurekidsnow.gov um, and we'll connect you to, to what you need. You can apply online. You can apply over the phone, by mail or in person. Um, and the process to apply is free and it's easy um, and you'll be connected to high quality of low-cost healthcare coverage um, that you know is there. Um, if you know you've got a, a precocious kid that wants to take up a new sport this year, and heaven forbid, might uh, twist an ankle or something, you'll have that healthcare coverage that can that can cover those needs. Or if um, you know you need uh, connections to mental health care services or resources, um, this high-quality healthcare coverage will, will connect you to those services as well. So um, you know, really easy to sign up um, and really really critical to to take. Very critical. So if if my child is currently covered by Medicaid or CHIP, is there anything else I have to do to maintain this coverage, like a renewal process or anything like that? Yeah, so an important piece right now, because we're, we're during, um, we're still in the COVID-19 public health emergency, um, that renewals process um, is, is currently on hold, but will renew and, and will start back up again soon. And so the best thing that you can do to prepare as you're doing your own kind of back to school checkup is make sure that your contact information is up to date with um, your state Medicaid office. So uh, go to, um, your, uh, to, to your state Medicaid office, update your contact information so that you can um, get notified about that renewal process when it begins. Um, and like you said, make sure that you're keeping an eye out for those letters and for that outreach because um, it, it will be very timely um, and important to make sure that you're keeping your contact information updated and then responding to that renewal process 
um, and redetermination process when it resumes. Our guest at the moment, Beth Link. She's a senior advisor, Centers for Medicare Medicaid Services, also known as CMS. You've been doing this for quite some time, Health and Human Services, always giving back. We like that about you, Beth. Uh, how is it working with the uh, with the Medicare and Medicaid Services company? It is. Um, it, it's tremendous. You know, I think that one of the one of the best things that we're able to do is provide peace of mind um, of healthcare coverage and, and really take a load off. You know, you think about the things that we have to worry about on a day to day basis, and sometimes um, and too many times at the top of that list is how I'm going to pay for you know, the, the care that, that I need or how am I going to take care of myself and my family um, across the country, across all three of our programs, Medicaid, Medicare, the Affordable Care Act marketplaces, more than 150 million people are connected to health care coverage um, in, in CHIP. Um, you know, about 40 million kids between Medicaid and CHIP are covered um, by these programs. And so that is a, that's a, a big gift that we're able to provide to folks. Um, but also really critical care that is providing, you know, high quality services for mental health care services, for vision, for, you know, wellness checks, uh, for, for dental care uh, that, that is, uh, can be life-saving. So wow. to, to answer your question, yeah. it's an absolute privilege to be able to do this job. I'm so glad. Well, Beth, now uh, we're in Florida, and I know most states, the family income has to be up to 50000 a year for a family of four. Um, so you, if you're out there and that's where you're at, you can qualify for Medicaid or the CHIP program. Um, but uninsured kids in families with low incomes, that's, that's really who we're trying to reach, up to age 19. Again, free access or low-cost health insurance, routine emergency care as well, vision, dental. You mentioned mental, behavioral health services, which very important nowadays. Also immunizations as well as a prescription program. So again, uh, Beth, give us the information on where our parents can go to find coverage for your family. Absolutely. So you can go to find coverage for your family section on insurekidsnow.gov. That's insurekidsnow.gov. Um, and, and you'll find all the information that you need to, to get uh, connected to healthcare coverage uh, in, in Florida. Um, in addition, I should note that if for whatever reason you are higher than that, um, you know, $50,000 for a family of four and you don't qualify for that coverage, um, we can also connect you to healthcare coverage through the Affordable Care Act Marketplace um, at healthcare.gov. Um, and, and about four and five people are able to find a plan for $10 or less a month um, there. So there, there's high quality, low cost coverage available. Um, and this is the perfect time to get connected to that. It so sure insurekidsnow.gov is the place to go. Right. Okay. Insurekidsnow.gov. Beth Link, thank you so much for sharing this information and helping get a word out there to get our kids taken care of and better prepared for school. Thank you so much. It's the Florida Roundtable, and I got to tell you, it's a little story. It's about Baby Sailor. Now, you may or may not have heard this, but listen up anyway. See, Baby Sailor experienced an onslaught of seizures, and they was, it was resistant to medication. And this is while she was still in, in NICU, okay, in, in the little baby unit there. The doctor said, you know what, let's try something different. And with that in mind... You welcome my guest, Kelly Urbanic. She is an RD from Orlando Health. Now, tell us a little more about Baby Sailor and these uh, seizures that were resistant to medication. Hi, yes. Thanks for having me. Uh, Sailor was born into her NICU and soon after birth began having seizures that the doctors found were related to Otahara syndrome. Ooh, my goodness. Now, what is Otahara syndrome? What does... Uh... What is that? What happens? Well, Otahara syndrome is an uncommon type of epilepsy that is characterized by difficult to control seizures, developmental delays, and typically poor neurological outcomes. So that was, you know, a very high concern, of course, for the physicians and the family. Oh, my goodness. So six weeks, sailor's born, she's in the NICU. And you folks decide this medicine isn't working. So you tried an old treatment, an old treatment, mind you, for epilepsy. Go ahead and tell us what happened. Yeah, so about uh, six weeks into her stay in the NICU, um, she had been on three anti-epileptic medications, was still having 
daily seizures. She had an abnormal EEG. And uh, one of our neurologists suggested trying the ketogenic diet for epilepsy. And so I was able to meet with the parents at that time, um, got her started on the ketogenic diet, which is something that we do use at our hospital to treat seizures. And within three weeks, she was seizure-free and able to go home with her parents. Now, being put on this special uh, ketogenic or ketosis diet, uh, she was able to leave the hospital, you say, in just three weeks. Now, go travel in time. Two years later, how's Sailor doing? Sailor is doing wonderful. In fact, she is now off of her ketogenic diet. We were able to wean it off into regular diet, so um, as we know, the ketogenic diet is a low-carbohydrate, high-fat diet. So mm-hmm. now she's back to eating healthy fruits and vegetables and grains and anything really her heart desires, um, but is still seizure-free. And that's something we're not quite sure how the diet works. But at some point when the brain is changed from this special diet, we're able to wean children off and still have the seizure control that we had on the diet about 80% of the time. Wow, this is really interesting because even though you don't know exactly what it did, it did the job, the, key, the keto diet. The, the, <laughs> so that's great. And it's not an uncommon approach. This isn't new territory, actually. It's old territory. We revisited, huh? Yeah, so in um, the mid-'90s, it kind of became repopularized from um, some news programs talking about it, and there was a father out in California who uh, was a director, and he created a nonprofit organization to support the diet that helped his son. And then he also made a movie with Meryl Streep called Do No Harm. If you have VHS, you might still be able to watch it. <laughs> but, um, no, it's out there to watch it still. It and um, just re- talked about the diet and really brought it back into the medical community to train physicians, neurologists, and registered dietitians to provide it to patients. That is so cool. So Sailor is now three years old almost, is that? And and perfectly healthy, and life is good, and the parents are happy, and everybody's happy. This is such a great story. Yes, she's doing quite well. She's still, you know, from her syndrome, and those past seizures does have some developmental delays, but is doing great and um, now has two twin siblings. Um, so I'm sure she's able to Aww. enjoy and spend time with them. We've been talking with Kelly Urbanic from Orlando Health, talking about Sailor's story using the keto diet to help babies, infants, even premature babies, uh, become seizure-free. It's been wonderful talking to you, Kelly. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me. You got it. Hey, folks, you're listening to the Florida Roundtable on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. Call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. 802-341-4542. 802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. In St. Pete Clearwater, the beach is just the beginning. Because here, there's so much more to explore. So let's pedal, paddle, and maybe even parasail. Let's hit the trails, the coffee shops, the quaint boutiques, and craft breweries. And then let's indulge in some fresh seafood with a sea view. From the Gulf Coast to the Bay, there's something for every taste and every interest. So let's make the most of every sun-drenched minute and let's shine. Start planning your next escape at visitstpclearwater.com. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. Growing up with a brother with autism, Sarah Kronk witnessed firsthand how kids with disabilities felt left out by their peers. It's why at the age of 15, Sarah approached her cheerleading coach with an idea to include girls with disabilities on her school's cheer team. Well, what started out as an inclusive high school cheer team in a small town in Iowa has led to what is now known as Sparkle Effect, a thriving nonprofit with over 180 cheer teams across the United States, bringing students with and without disabilities together through cheerleading. The result, more confidence, higher grades, and better school attendance for kids with disabilities. 
and for those without a disability, new friends and a greater empathy. You want to learn more? Well, visit disabilitycampaign.org, where we have posted a link to the fabulous work known as The Sparkle Effect. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Imagine. Imagine being denied an apartment because of your religion or your race or because you have children or a disability. It's so wrong. Yes, but who has the power to stop this? You do. Each of us has the power. The law is on your side. It's illegal for landlords to discriminate because of race, color, religion, sex, national origin, disability, or familial status. If you suspect that you have experienced housing discrimination, file a complaint with HUD immediately so we can investigate it. Fair housing is your right. Use it. To learn more, visit HUD.gov slash fair housing. That's HUD.gov slash fair housing. Or call 1-800-669-9777. 1-800-669-9777. A public service message from HUD in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. Welcome to Florida Roundtable. It's Melissa Fox and... Now, I know lately the food prices have been giving us all, you know, depression. But but the topic today is food actually giving you a mood disorder. I don't mean buying it. I mean some stuff that you eat, I'm pretty sure. Dr. Colreet Chandri is with us today. Hello, Dr. Colreet. Welcome to the show. Hello, Melissa. Thank you so much. I know I started off a little bit odd on that. In reality, we are actually talking about your diet. So let's get to it. Talk to us. How does the diet affect the mood? Well, you know, we have increasing research on the impact of the gut microbiome on your overall health, but particularly your mental health. And what that means is that the bacteria and other organisms that live in your gut directly influence the brain. And even though we are just learning about this now, the ancient science of Ayurveda, which was the medical system in India for thousands of years, discusses this in depth about how food affects mood. Now, I know there's a lot of talk about juicing and raw food diets and vegan diet for that matter, but it's not for all of us. What kind of a diet would you suggest for most people? So in Ayurveda, everything is determined by your dosha. And dosha is your mind-body type. And there's three, vata, pitta, and kapha. And each one has unique characteristics as well as unique food needs. Mm. All right, let's talk about vatas first. What kind of a food personality is that? Oh, I like that. I like using food personality. So vatas tend to be smaller build and they have, you know, lots and lots of creative energy. They're oftentimes the artists. But when they get out of balance, they can tend towards things like anxiety, constipation, and insomnia. And so vata individuals do absolutely wonderful with cooked vegetables, cooked meats, warm food, foods that are unctuous, which means have healthy fats in them, like using cooking oils like ghee. And for a vata individual, Drinking cold foods or eating a raw diet is disastrous. Eating those kinds of food can actually lead to anxiety. So, you know, many Vata individuals might go on a raw food diet thinking, hey, I'm going to feel great. And they may initially, because of course it's a cleaner diet, but over time they'll notice that 
I'm not sleeping as well. I'm, you know, having more irregularities with my digestion and that they will actually begin to develop anxiety because of that diet, even though it's a seemingly healthy diet. Wow. So Vata's, you you kind of uh, make resemble the roadrunner, right? Yeah. Okay. Just checking. Uh, now, That's what about exactly right? What about the pitas? How about those folks? The so fire and water folks. Pitta people, yes, they're fiery, and so pitta are more medium build. They tend to be very muscular. Um, they're very gold directed. You know, we kind of refer to them sometimes as like the type A personality. And when they're in balance, they're extremely driven. When they're out of balance, they can develop a lot of the itises, a lot of the inflammatory conditions. They can have rashes, and they can really develop issues around anger. And so they do really well with cooling food. So we're talking about green leafy vegetables, except for spinach. Spinach is the only one that's a little heating. Hmm. But they do well with things like um, melons or drinking coconut water. And coconut oil is a great oil to cook for them. Now, when Pitta eats things that are heating, like spicy foods or fermented foods or, in, or drinking um, heating drinks like kombucha or alcohol, they tend to get out of balance. So, again, even though fermentation is the craze, if Pitta individuals have too much fermented foods, it will result in issues like anger, frustration, and irritation yeah. just because of what they're eating. And the final dosha type, the kaphas? So the kaphas, Kaphas, these are the largest built of the doshas, and they have very, very good stamina. They have pretty steady energy, and they don't get kind of flustered easily. So they're pretty steady, even people. And for kaphas, a vegan diet is ideal, staying away from dairy, minimizing sugar, and not eating a lot of meat keeps kapha in balance. But when they err on the side of eating, you know, heavier foods like dairy and meat, then they can be predisposed to conditions like obesity, diabetes, formation of tumors, and it can actually result in depression. Ooh, ooh. We're talking to Dr. Cole Reed Chaudhry, a neurologist, a neuroscientist, and internationally recognized as an expert in the ancient practice of Ayurveda. Did I say that one right? You came very close. It's Ayurveda. Okay, Ayurveda. Okay, I'm getting better with this pronunciation. You're getting a lot better. It is not, it's not my high area in the marks, yeah. Um, so anyway, we're talking with Dr. Colreet Chaudhry. And um, yeah, foods definitely make a difference. And as you just learned, there are three dosha types or body types. You got vatas, pitta, kapha, yeah? You got it. All right. And there are some stuff that can help you when you get out of balance, regardless of your body uh, and nutrition type, like uh, spices and herbs, they can help out? Absolutely. And so there's spices and herbs that we call tridoshic. And what that means is that they balance all of the doshas. And so before you even get into learning your doshas, which I highly recommend because it gives you a prescription for how to do everything in life. But before you get into that, if you want to just start like, okay, let me take some simple steps in Ayurveda, this is where you want to begin. So first, one of my favorite herbs is triphala. It's spelled T-R-I-P-H-A-L-A. And it's actually just made out of three berries. I actually grew up eating one of those berries as a pickle on my kitchen table. So a lot of the, a lot of the medicines in Ayurveda are food-based. And triphala, you take 1,000 to 2,000 milligrams at bedtime, and this helps to clear the digestive system of accumulated toxins. And when you have a clean gut, you have a smart brain. And so that's why I love starting with this. Another great start is to make a digestive tea. It's made out of three seeds. So, again, you can just go to your kitchen for this. It's made out of cumin seeds, coriander seeds, and fennel seeds. And start with either a half a teaspoon to a full teaspoon of each of the seeds, depending on how strong you want it. Boil it in four to five cups of water for about 10 minutes, and then strain out the seeds, put it in a thermos, and sip it throughout the day. This is also tridoshic, which means it balances all three doshas. And again, it targets removing the toxins from the gut in particular, but it actually helps to detoxify the whole body. Wow, that is 
Some really cool stuff we're learning here. Uh, I got a question, though. When did you go from being a traditional medical doctor to being an expert in Ayurveda medicine? (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I mean, I wish I could say it was a thoughtful, conscious effort. But the switch came when I developed migraine headaches as a neurologist, and I couldn't treat my own migraine headaches. You know, until then, I was perfectly happy with Western medicine. I was happy being in my little lane, you know, doing the same thing that every other neurologist was doing. And then I became a patient, and the medications were honestly worse than the headaches, and so I was stuck. So I turned to Ayurveda, and within three months, my headaches were gone. I had lost 10 pounds. My energy had tripled, and I had more clarity than I had had in decades. And that's when I realized the importance of the gut-brain connection because everything I was prescribed was aiming at fixing my gut. And so once I realized, you know, that I could actually cure my own migraine headaches in three months from changing the way I ate and doing things specifically for my dosha, you know, I couldn't go back to my patients and give them the old way of doing things where it was just prescribing pills. I had to give them the same solutions that helped me. Tell me, though, is there a spice or perhaps an herb um, that's legal that can keep me in a good mood? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. One of my favorite herbs for that is ashwagandha. And, you know, a lot of people are hearing more and more about ashwagandha, and it's because it's the mood stabilizer. It's the anti-stress herb, and it not only balances your mood, but it helps to reduce food cravings. And so just starting with 500 milligrams of ashwagandha twice a day, that's a really low starting dose, that will automatically give you an improvement in your mood, reduce your sweet cravings, and just make you feel more even throughout the day. There's so many herbs like this in Ayurveda, and they don't just target one thing. You know, it's not like, oh, okay, my mood feels better. You're going to notice multiple different benefits, like, oh, my energy is more stable as well. And you know what? I'm actually sleeping better. And that's the advantage of approaching life, you know, in balance through Ayurveda. You get so many benefits from a single habit. Wow. This is uh, great information. I think there's no misconception about any of your medicine, uh, especially the Ayurveda, though. I was going to ask, and then I'm like, no, this all makes perfect sense. But if some of the listeners want to go out there and find more information about their dosha and uh, Ayurveda, where would they go? Just go to the website, Dr. K. Chaudhary, so it's D-R, then the letter K, and then my last name, C-H-A-U-D-H-A-R-Y, And we have a dosha quiz there, and there's several articles about Ayurveda and different herbs and more information about how to approach the doshas. That's perfect. Dr. Kalreet Chaudhary, thank you so much for talking about our doshas and all this wonderful information that you brought to us. Yeah, food affects your mood, not just the prices, but the food itself. Thanks for joining us today on the Florida Roundtable. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Life happens. Getting married, moving, new baby, loss of health insurance. If you had a life-changing event, you may qualify for a special enrollment period in the health insurance marketplace. Visit healthcare.gov and see if you qualify. Need help? A Navigator from Covering Florida can help you through the process and find the best plan for you and your family. Visit CoveringFlorida.org or call 1-877-813-9115 to make an appointment. Assistance is always free and confidential. If you have ever thought about remodeling your bathroom but were worried it would take too long or cost too much, then stop worrying. Right now, Jacuzzi Bath Remodel has designed a collection of high-quality custom products and perfected the one-day remodeling experience so you can enjoy your new bathroom faster than ever before. It's a worry-free bath remodel from the most trusted brand name in the business, Jacuzzi. 
A jacuzzi bath system fits in your existing tub space. It's a no-mess installation with an amazing style selection, factory certified installers, and a limited lifetime warranty. Call 800-517-6580, 800-517-6580 right now and get 50% off installations with no interest and no payments for 12 months. Replace that old bathtub today with a walk-in shower for a safer bathing experience. If you have lived in your home for over 15 years, it's time to remodel your bathroom. For a virtual or in-home appointment, call 800-517-6580. That's 800-517-6580. 800-517-6580. It's the Florida Roundtable, and if you are anywhere near where I'm at here in Central Florida, you know it is hot. Hot, hot, hot. And it's going to stay that way. A lot of parts of the country are already seeing temperatures in the 90s. We're there every day here in Central Florida. But uh, if you're taking a road trip, maybe you're just walking your dog around the block. Your pet can quickly suffer from heat stroke. With that in mind, welcome Dr. Lori Teller. She's the president of the American Veterinary Medical Association. Hi, Dr. Lori. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Oh, my goodness. Heck, yeah. So tell us some of the top heat stroke reminders, maybe trigger phrases that one might hear that would remind you that things are going to be really warm for your pet. Anytime you get a heat warning, and I'm from Texas, so just like in Florida, we're getting them all of the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, If it's too hot for you, it's too hot for your pet. So take your pets out early in the morning, late in the evening, and otherwise air conditioning, air conditioning, air conditioning. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they're just like us, you know. And and the work, I made a message uh, a couple of months ago, one of those new reels or something on Facebook, and I said, you know, kids, (laughs) dogs, old people, you don't leave them in the car with the windows up and the car not running. You really shouldn't no. leave them in the car anyway. But which, anyway, what's, right. But what it happens? Becomes an, it becomes an oven inside these cars. So even on a day when it's 70 degrees outside, uh, it can get up to 100 degrees very, very rapidly in your car. And the, the animals would truly bake. Um, within five to ten minutes, they oh. can start having significant changes uh, to their internal organs, suffer from heat stroke, and it, it can be really hard to to save some of these animals. It's horrible to watch. Pets cannot cool off nearly as efficiently as we do. They do not sweat. Panting just doesn't cut it in this kind of heat. So if you got to run somewhere, even if it's for 10 seconds, 30 seconds, two minutes, leave your pet at home. Don't leave your pet in the car. Yeah, you think you're doing a nice thing. Oh, they love to get out. They need the exercise, whatever. Yeah, uh, if you can't take them physically into the store with you, I think it's probably a bad idea to even leave the house with them. Now, what about exercise? Now, I've got a couple of rambunctious pets myself, and I honestly have to take uh, my old English bulldog outside sometimes and walk him around. Um, What are your suggestions? I feel you. I have Labradors, so I know what that is like. (laughs) Again, going early in the morning, Going late in the evening, um, the temperature is all relative, but that's the best thing you can do. Let them walk on grass or put booties on their feet if you have to walk on concrete. Um, we do see some pretty tremendous injuries to the pads. They can burn, uh, so be aware of that. And, of course, you can try cooling your pet off when you get home, um, moisten it with some cool water. Make sure your pet's always have access to fresh water Uh, even indoor pets after they've come inside from a few minutes outdoors they're going to need that water and if you have pets that need to stay outside for some reason and you cannot bring them in lots and lots of fresh water all the time don't let it become stagnant don't let algae or mold start growing in the bowls make sure there is shade so if your if your pet stays outside during the day while you're at work it may be shady in a spot in the morning, but as the sun moves, uh, that spot could be super, super hot later in the day. So make sure there's shade available all day long. If you can even put an outdoor fan somewhere where it can help blow on your pet and keep it cool, that would be great as well. Wow, these are great tips. We're talking to Dr. Lori Teller. She's the president of the American Veterinary Medical Association. And you say it's important. I know it's important that our pets get outside and enjoy the warm weather. But, 
you got to know when it's too hot. Now, suppose you walked away for a minute, you come back, and you suspect your pet has heat stroke. What are the signs, and what do I do? So signs of heat stroke or heat exhaustion in your pet, they may be panting excessively, drooling. They may even become incoherent and not responsive to to simple commands or things that you tell them. They could become wobbly and not be able to walk, and then they could eventually collapse. You may also notice a change in the color of their gums or their tongue. Those are all signs um, that they are suffering from the heat, and that requires immediate veterinary attention. The best thing you can do is get some towels and soak them in cool water, not cold or ice water, but just cool water. Wrap your animal up in those towels and then go straight to the nearest veterinarian. Unfortunately, there's not any great home remedies once your pet is suffering. Uh, They're frequently going to need intravenous fluids and other supportive care in order to have any chance of recovering from heat stroke. And if you have a cat, uh, we sometimes forget about our cats, but if your cat is open mouth breathing, especially after being exposed to the heat, that is also a sign of an emergency. And you should also seek veterinary care if you notice that with your cat. Hey, can the pets get sunburned? Now, I mentioned I have an old English bulldog, and he looks red more than two seconds after he's outside. He, He starts to look like he's red. And I often wonder, can they get sunburn on their skin? Pets can definitely get sunburn, and we'll see this in our in our pets with really short hair or our light-colored pets or even darker-colored pets uh, on their belly where their coat is not as thick. Uh, they can get sunburn. You can use pet-safe sunscreen that you can get from a pet store. It's very important to make sure that it's pet-safe because some of the human sunscreens, if your, your dog or cat starts licking at it, those can be toxic. Uh, So apply those to the exposed areas. Pets can get skin cancer as well, so another thing to be aware of. And if your pet has a long coat, don't automatically go shave it, thinking that that's going to make it easier to keep cool. A lot of times these long bit coats, as long as they are well-maintained and not matted, can actually help the pet stay cool. So brushing your dog or cat every day will will help a lot, uh, even in the heat. If you do need to shave your pet um, because it has mats or some kind of skin condition, try to leave the hair at least at one half inch long to help avoid the sunburn and also to to let the fur help with the cooling effects that it can have. Ah, see, I was going to ask about that because I have a neighbor who does that, shaves a husky, and I think that is... uh... I think that's not good. <laughs> so maybe yeah. I'll, I'll get him to listen to the show. I say, well, look, Dr. Lori Keller said that, you know, a little bit, but not all the way down to the skin. That's just crazy talk. Yeah, that needs to be at least half an inch. Right. Fantastic. Any uh, Anywhere we can go for more information on all this? Yes. Please go to the American Veterinary Medical Association's website. That would be avma.org. And we have lots of hot weather tips there for you uh, to help keep your pet safe. And so you all can also enjoy what's left of summer. Oh, that is fantastic. You know, I, I, I know we spoke before and we will speak again. But please do what Dr. Lori Teller is telling you. Keep your pets safe. Keep them home where the air conditioning is nice or in a nice controlled room. You don't have to bring them everywhere with you as much as we love that. Yeah. Hey, good luck with everything, and we will talk to you soon, Dr. Teller. Thank you so much for helping us be aware of heat stroke and our pets on the Florida Roundtable. Thank you so much. You're listening to the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. It has been said that everyone has a book in them, but do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003, 800-485-6003, 800-485-6003, 800-485-6003.
800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. When was the last time you had a truly awesome nursery experience? A nursery and garden center with a huge selection and friendly expert advice. We're talking about Quality Green Specialists in Deland. At Quality Green, we have your favorite plants, fruit trees, flowers, vegetables, and herbs. Plus, with our 8011 fertilizer, organic azomite, and composted soil, your garden will look its very best. Great plants, sustainable products, friendly expert advice. 335 West Michigan Avenue, Deland, and online at qualitygreenspecialist.com. Jennifer knows firsthand that not all military trauma is combat-related. As a sexual assault survivor, she left the service and tried to move on, but the depression and nightmares never left. Jennifer got the help she needed. Now, she works at the Florida Veterans Support Line, using her journey to help fellow vets find the support and resources they need. Call 1-844-MY-FL-VET. Confidential, 24-7. If adjusting to civilian life is hard, call me. I've been there. Shortness of breath, patients confused, temp 102. He just had an infection. What's going on? He's becoming septic. Antibiotics started. Bed ready, let's move him. Infections can lead to a deadly chain reaction in your body called sepsis. Very quickly, sepsis can cause tissue damage, organ failure, and even death. If you know the risks, can spot the symptoms, and act fast, then you can get ahead of sepsis. Learn more at cdc.gov sepsis. My muscles ached. I was tired all the time. My son had a full-blown asthma attack. It came out of nowhere. The unsettling thing about some symptoms is... I had a fever and these terrible headaches. You don't always know what's causing them. It was Lyme disease from a tick bite. I had Zika virus from a mosquito. He had a reaction to cockroach allergens. Threats to your health can come from unexpected places. Get the facts. Visit pestworld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association. It's the Florida Roundtable, and through a new national effort, a growing number of communities are monitoring their sewage, tracking levels of monkeypox, COVID-19, and other infectious diseases. The effort is called Wastewater Scan. The tests are for viral genetic markers in wastewater. And what's happening is providing health officials and the public with high-quality data about the entire community. With that in mind... The goal is to monitor wastewater treatment plants that serve about 45% of the U.S. population. My guest, Alexandria Bohm. She is a professor of civil and environmental engineering at Stanford University. Would you explain the importance of wastewater monitoring for us, please? Monitoring wastewater can guide the public health response to monkeypox, COVID, influenza, and RSV. By measuring the viral genetic material in sewage, we can understand infectious disease trends in a community and then respond to new threats as they emerge. And let's get Marlene Wolf involved. She's the assistant professor of environmental health at Emory University. This is a flexible platform. So with the same samples collected each week, we can test for those diseases that are currently of public health concern. We can see trends and in infections for multiple diseases across the entire community served by a treatment plant. And we do this three times a week to give officials and the public high-quality data they can use in making informed decisions. Well, that's pretty interesting information there and very important. If you'd like to know more about how they're tracking levels of monkeypox, COVID-19, and other infectious diseases through our sewage, simply go to wastewaterscan.org. You're listening to the Florida Roundtable on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. You've been listening to the Florida Roundtable, a news and public affairs presentation of the Florida News Network. The views and opinions expressed during this program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of this station's management, ownership, or sponsors. For questions or comments, write to Florida Roundtable at FNNOnline.net.